What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by the Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. This will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I really liked. I'd hit a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass. Or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town gardens. They have more than 100 televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything. You need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want, every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in the Warriors Huddle with me, Bram, no Marcus, or Maxime today. But we still have a full house. In fact, I am fired up to announce that rejoining me after way too long, the Golden State Specialist. For the San Francisco Chronicle, a man who has covered all four of the Warriors championship runs and a newly engaged guy who turned his fiance's BD plans for him into an airtight proposal. Mr. Connor Letourneau, what's going on, Connor? Thanks for having me. I, li- I like the title Warriors Specialist. It's like I'm not a beat writer. I'm not really an insider. I'm, I'm not really a columnist. I'll just be a I'll just be a specialist. I like that. I thought for sure that the portion of the intro you would chase down is the idea that you took your fiance's birthday plans for you and turned it into a proposal. Not the specialist thing, man. You're you're surprising me here. I'm a man of surprises. What can I say? <laughs> I guess I won't force you to talk about that whole fiance thing. Well, you are not the only guy joining me. I am equally as fired up to announce it after an even longer hiatus back in the huddle. I former Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group, where he quickly became one of my favorite guests, the current host of the Locked on Heat and the Locked on NBA podcast, and another recently betrothed man who is currently preparing for his own bachelor party, Mr. Wes Goldberg. What's going on, Wes? I am going to call it out right now. Connor is eating a cliff Bar. <laughs> is, that, is that accurate, Connor? I thought I was muting myself properly. <laughs> this actually I literally am eating a cliff bar. Wow. You're amazing. <laughs> that is really impressive. And it gets to a mystery that I didn't think we'd actually get to the bottom of. So I've noticed kind of we're, we're on a Zoom call here. All of our videos are off. But as anyone has ever been on a Zoom knows, like that little red microphone thing pops up when it's muted. And Connor's been coming on, saying something, and then disappearing immediately. I had no idea what was up. I figured it was like some super mysterious activity. Turns out, nope, just a quick snack. So uh, good guess there, Wes. Yep. I traveled with Connor on the road way too much, and I know exactly what it sounds like when he's eating a cliff Bar, which is very strange to admit <laughs> on well, air. I, but I mean, here we are. 
I'll, as long as we're admitting things, I'll be transparent. I'm trying to bait both of you guys in here. I tried to bait you, Wes, by pointing out that Connor has spent uh, four years covering championships and tried mm-hmm. to bait Connor by pointing out that you were one of my favorite guests. So far, nothing. Neither of you gave a fuck. Connor's over there peacefully eating. You're laughing on your own. I mean, I'm, I'm losing my touch here. Yeah. You, said Cliff bars, man. you said one of, so I thought, oh, okay, he can be one of them and I'll be the other one. It's all good. <laughs> fuck. All right. Well, mental note. Mental note. Next time, I'll just call him straightforward favorite. Boys, it's been a while. Um, I'm always excited to have you guys on. You know that's true. But this week specifically, I really needed you. So, you know, our, our golden question segment, that's our version of a mailbag. People write in, give us random shit. And I have been secretly collecting super random questions because I wanted to do a off-season episode with you two and today is that off-season episode so uh so i'm excited to have you a little extra pressure too i want you both to feel like you have to be in particularly funny and kind of on the money today i'm on wes you accepting the challenger yeah i just thought that when i I thought it was going to be good comedy that when you said hey we need you to be like really funny if we just filled it like the space immediately after that with an awkward silence would make you very confident in our ability to do that. So if by confident in your ability to do that, you mean sweating profusely 30 seconds into this episode, <laughs> then that's exactly what has happened. Nicely played boys. Uh, here is our first quote. If the NBA held a one-on-one tournament and limited the uh, field to current NBA coaches, who would win that tournament? West. Think out loud for me here. Who would you put into the tournament or the tourney rather? And who ultimately wins it? My first, uh, my initial reaction was uh, Jason Kidd. Uh, But I don't think that that's correct. I think it actually would be Steve Nash. I don't know. Steve Nash, it feels like Steve Nash has stayed in better shape. Than, than kid but and he was a better outside shooter than kid even though kid kind of developed that three-point shot later and if it's one-on-one being able to shoot from range would definitely be helpful um steve kerr obviously was a great three-point shooter but his back problems are too much now that i don't think he'd be able to hold up in a one-on-one game so i'll go steve nash i'll go steve nash and i think he still plays like recreational soccer and stuff so he's probably like kind of got he's still a little loose i think so i'll go steve nash when Nash right now has that fuck you angle, right? So looking at this, right. I always have the advantage of getting to think about these questions before I present them to you boys. But when I first looked at this, you know, Steve Kerr's the easy one, but used to play, has that competitive spirit, is still breaking clipboards and shit. Mm-hmm. And he's from the Warriors. So for obvious reasons, I'd want to pimp him. But just like you said, he's gotten some physical problems. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say Darvin Ham just to show off that I knew that he was now a coach and, you know, former player, probably a little bit younger. So I liked him too. But but it's where Nash is right now. If they had a tournament, they're not going to. But if they had a tourney and Nash joins it, after being told by his you know, franchise player, Kevin Durant, go fuck yourself. You know, the last time we've heard Steve Nash's name in the news was when Durant said either me or him. I can see that being the kind of like big motivating factor that would apply for any you know previous uh professional athlete. So I say Nash, if they did this, I think he comes out, probably destroys his older body, but just as a motivational fuck you to the league, I think he pulls out a, uh, attorney win here. What do you think, Connor? How does this speak to you? And do you need some time to finish your cliff bar or no? 
I, I was thinking Steve Nash as well. Um, that was the first name that came Copycat. to my mind. Um, and the more I think about it, I, I think it's Steve Nash because first of all, he was, he almost seemed to get better as he got older. Um, I think he's one of the only players in NBA history to win two MVPs in his mid thirties. Um, and he's not that far removed from his playing days. And, and like Wes said, I, I think he's stayed in really good shape. Um, plays a lot of soccer in his free time. So I would definitely say Steve Nash. Um, you know, he hasn't been living that travel coach life that long. So maybe he's still, uh, you know, in decent shape. There you go. You hear that, Nash? Not everybody out there is taking shots at you, buddy. We have your back here on the huddle. Um, I'm going to run to my second question here. It's a multi-parter. Ah, Chauncey Billups. Oh, yeah. Are you, you switching it up? I was just looking at I was like just looking at teams. Chauncey Billups would beat Steve Nash. Yeah, well, you better. I agree say with that. everything you just said, but Chauncey Billups would win. And you better say that as quickly as you can because there's a chance that Chauncey will not be coaching in the league very soon here. Uh, so you know maybe he'll be he'll be focusing on his actual on the court playing uh, soon enough. But here's the question that made me think of you boys specifically. It's our second, but it's multi part, and it reads like this quote. You and your guests used to do a getting to know you segment where you guess the personality traits of your favorite warriors. Do that again and answer these. So here's our first. Who on the current Warriors roster is most likely to become an agent when they're no longer playing? Connor, you and I have done this, this version or this type of segment more than once. Um, and Wes, we've we've played around with it too. But why don't you start us off, Connor? What do you think? If any of these guys were going to become an agent, who would it be? Let's do it. Yeah. Who's your guess? Who who's most likely to become an agent? Of of who? Of of current roster on the Warriors. Okay, sorry, you cut out there briefly. I was like, you never named anyone, bro. <laughs> you, couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't hear him over the crunch of your peanut butter flavored crunch butter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was I worried that Connor had like a brain it's injury. Peanut butter. It's always peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm sitting here detailing specifically. All right, it's going to. Most, um, most likely to become an agent would definitely be Andre Iguodala. Uh, Andre Iguodala basically already is an agent. If you looked at his net worth or his net earnings compared to his production it's absolutely astounding um and that he deserves all the credit in the world for that um you know he's been a he's been a good player but you look at his net earnings and you would think that he was first ballot hall of fame you know eight-time all-star you know two-time defensive player of the year that type of guy um because once he gets into that negotiating room he is unreal um, I know in his last contract negotiation uh, with the Warriors before he was jettisoned to Memphis and then Miami, uh, he completely swindled the Warriors to the point where Bob Myers was just like, wow, like <laughs> applause to you guys. Like you're unreal. And m my understanding is he did the majority of the talking in that conversation. Uh, it wasn't his agent. So right. got to be Andre though. I don't think Andre would actually be an agent because he's got far more lucrative things to do, like build a Silicon Valley empire and all those good things. And also host a podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to say Andre too. So instead of wasting that, what I'll do is give Connor credit and, and more, right. I'm just going to tell you that I was worried about you, Connor. I thought you were having like a brain aneurysm or something. I break down specifically. All right. You know, here's the question. You and I have done this before of the current Warriors roster. Who's most likely to be an agent? And your follow up was between who 
what are we asking? And I, I mean, I'm just going to say, dude, I was worried about you, but now you pulled it out. You that's cut out, like a, dude. You cut a out. Very well like filled an answer. Second, all right. I mean, it's taped. So we'll find out. One of us is yeah. going to feel like an asshole when we play this back. I can tell you, I really hope it's not me. Iguodala uh, did such a good job of negotiating his own contract. And that was bad. That, that, I mean, that was a great job of, of providing intel by Connor. But I just find it <laughs> funny that Iggy like negotiated his own contract so much that he got shipped to Memphis where he just did not want to be. Like, had he negotiated a worse contract, he might have been with the Warriors the whole time and never had to relocate. Do you, do but, you agree um, with the answer, Wes? I mean, so yeah, I, yeah, I no, do. It's, I think it's, it would it's be the idea. obvious answer, but I'll throw out another one, like a uh, like a runner-up. Uh, I'm going to go Mac McClung, just because it sounds like an agent name, like McClung and Associates. So I don't have as good intel as Connor, but just McClung and Associates. Is when he kind of looks like an agent. And if I Matt didn't want to say it. But he does. And if, if he became an agent, it'd be the kind of thing where like if you came into his office, there'd be a bunch of pictures of him playing, you know, yeah. and, and he opened up like, oh, yeah, no, you don't. You didn't know that I used to play for the Warriors. Yeah, weird. I just like to keep no, no, that. No. He's going to be the guy that uh, he like be in the NBA for like a year or two or something. I don't know. I, I <laughs> he seems fine. I mean, he was easily the most annoying player at Summer League. Like he treated every game like it was NBA, game seven of the NBA finals. And I was like, dude, relax. But uh, yeah, I think he'll enjoy like. He seems like the kind of guy that will have an office and he'll be like, and he'll have more photos of like his college years and he'll look longingly at them and be like, those were the days. Here, let me change the question. When boys, if you got, boys. To, if you got to pick somebody, there's a phrase I don't think I've ever used in normal conversation. Nicely played, uh, fitting into this one. If you could pick anybody from the current Warriors roster to negotiate your next contract, right? So oh. not, not what they're going to do next in their life. But you're going to pick somebody out, and now they're going to use their skill set to negotiate whatever your next contract is. You know, yeah. who would you pick? And to give you boys some time to think, I'll I'm go Mariano. first. Okay. I'm going to go Steph. Not because I think he's a great fucking negotiator. I'm sure he's never had to negotiate. Just because he is keenly aware of how popular and, you know, who he is as a celebrity. In fact, some of his advertisements are kind of banking on that now. And I think he would know how to weaponize that. I think he would come in and be like, hey, you know who the fuck I am. I happen to like Bram. Will you hook him up? And then I would get every dollar I was asking for mm -hmm. based only on his celebrity. So that's my pick. I got Steph. He's off the board. Wes, you got the second pick. Who do you take? It's not going to be Andre Iguodala. So, uh, because he's very much uh, like uh, a player, new media kind of guy. And he'll probably look at me and he's like, you want a new contract for Locked On? Why don't you actually hire a Heat player? You 100%. don't know anything. So I'm like, 100%. all right, not going to do that. Draymond Green, copy and paste. Same thing with Andre Iguodala. <laughs> not going to ask him to do it because he probably thinks I'm an idiot. Um, so... Where does that? And you already took Steph, which I like because he's unselfish. And he'd be like, "Man, just go get your money." I'd be like, oh, yeah, "Yeah, thanks, dude." Uh, so I'm just gonna go Clay. Clay has a respect for the media. He reads the newspaper every morning. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Clay Thompson. I'll be like, "Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. I give him his money." 95% chance he just doesn't show up to the negotiating session. And then you know, like he just forgets, it. you know. <laughs> but but if, on that 5% chance, if he shows up, I think the person would like him enough where you'd get a good deal. The, the kind right. of the Steph corollary, anyways. Yep. That leaves it's, you, Connor. Who are you taking? It's got to be. It's got to be Draymond, um, because Draymond already is negotiating his own contract <laughs> through the media right now. Um, That's, really accurate. That's true. So I mean, he's he's getting out in front of the curve. Uh, he's already getting the, the wheels in motion. He's making the expectations known throughout. Uh, you know that front office, and so uh, I can totally see him already in his free time at, sitting at his house putting together his PowerPoint, finding his really niche, uh, you know, <laughs> minutia of stats 
to right, uh, highlight. I, I see his, where you're going, but there's no way Draymond is already putting a PowerPoint together. <laughs> Come on, he, he might. The thing is, I think you're both right, right? It would depend I on think how when much you're he talking about him. his own earning potential. He would do anything. Yeah, that's exactly right. If if Draymond believed in you, I think it'd be the that's greatest true. presentation of all time. But who knows if he would? Because if he didn't, just the fact that you were his client would not right. be enough for him to come in and give you a PowerPoint. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know? I'll give him ten. Yeah, you give him the ten percent fee. Uh, I think Draymond thought I always ask good questions. I'll go. I'm gonna. I'll switch my answer. You guys are right. I'm going Draymond. <laughs> yeah. Well, I picked Steph. It's not you guys, but can we both just I, I pause? I liked your pick of Draymond Bram a lot. So I'm gonna yeah, no, no, no problem. I'm just happy that you can hear me apparently as well as Connor can. This is going uh, really well for me. What's Here that? is our second portion of this same question. Quote: What player on the current roster do you think the other players feel the closest to? And they've defined that as someone they'd feel comfortable enough to ask them to help move. So I'm going to take away that definition because there's no NBA player who's helping another NBA player move. That's just not fucking going to happen. But I like the idea of who do you think these guys feel the closest to? Um, so I'll, I'll go first again to to give you a little bit of time to to work through this stuff. It's not Steph. Right. I think he would be if he wasn't so damn famous because his personality traits, I bet you he endears himself to everyone in that roster. But I also bet everyone's kind of afraid of him a little bit. You know, they've seen him too many times on television. They grew up with him in their lives a little bit too much. So there's there's got to be a divide there. I would say it was Clay if Clay hadn't been hurt over the last couple of years. But I bet you he hasn't been around the team enough to have enough people feel like he's closest. So here's my answer. I think it's Loon. I think Loon's been there forever. He's good, not great. So he doesn't get to that portion where people would feel like intimidated by him. And he doesn't seem to have an ego in any way, shape or form. And I, I shouldn't say this, but I will. He's also not the best looking of dudes. And for whatever reason, people who are not incredibly good looking are easier to like feel close to and befriend. You don't feel intimidated by them at all. So that's my guy. I think it's Kevon Loon is, uh, is who everybody feels the closest to. Do you guys agree? I think Looney's a really good answer. Can I tell a quick story about players moving? Of course. Um, so when I was like first starting and interviewing guys, uh, I honestly just wondered what it was like to have to pack up and move in the middle of a season. So, because that's a lot of work. And these guys have like big houses and I would assume like a lot of stuff that they would have to move. And I, I, I can't remember exactly what the who the player was, but I remember asking somebody in the locker room like, Hey man, like what happens when you when you get traded in the middle of the season? Like, is it hard to like pack and, and, and like box up all your things and then also be playing in the NBA? And the guy looked at me like I was the biggest idiot on the planet. Like, <laughs> dude, are you you know we pay people to do all of that. Exactly stuff, right. right dude. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I probably should have assumed that. So uh so that's my fun little story. Uh my answer is James Wiseman because um he needs to impress everybody on this roster as much as possible. <laughs> And he's been able to do that. Do you think he's he has spent time with people where they feel close to him now? I don't think that they feel close to him, but I think that the other people on the on the roster know that James Wiseman is like kind of eager to please at this point. Um, and so I think that they would just it, it, they would see that they would smell the blood in the water, and they would just be like, you know what, you're also like seven feet tall. You're the biggest dude on the team. You could probably carry the most stuff. Um, and, and you kind of have to do what we tell you or, you know, your career could be over. So, so you're going with the help move things specifically. I got you. Even though I knocked that out of the definition, Connor, what do you think, man, of the people on this roster, who do the other members feel closest to? Um, I think it's, I think it's clay. 
um, I think Clay is kind of a unifying force on this team. Um, I think that every single person on the team loves him. Every single person on the team appreciates what he brings to the table. And, you know, when they're maybe having a bad day, they'll just go spend some some time with him, maybe not even talk to him about what was, is bothering them, but just, like, shoot the shit with him, and they suddenly feel better. He has that effect on people, and uh, so you got to go Clay. I mean, I want to disagree with you because, I, I mean, as you'll remember, 30 seconds ago, I did. But on my side, I just watched a workout video of Clay Thompson from the offseason. And I, I've watched it like three times and found myself smiling all three. I don't know him. I didn't actually spend any real time with him. It was a YouTube clip and it still made me happy. So I think there's something to what you're saying. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Connor, keep the mic, and here's the last portion of this question. Will anyone on this roster, not named Steph, Clay, or Draymond, get a statue in front of Chase? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I... I... I think, I I think I, I think the answer is no, but I think the answer should be yes. Okay, I think the answer should be Kavon Looney. I think that you should have some sort of nod to Kavon. Maybe not a statue, but like a huge poster board size picture <laughs> that just stands uh, on the side of the the building forever. Because if you think about it, he he's been like the unheralded hero of this organization during these dynasty years. He's been a through line. He's been a consistent uh, presence. And, you know, you saw this last playoffs. I don't think the Warriors necessarily win without him being who he was. I mean, they they had no real size or, or depth on that front court, and he was an absolute beast when he needed to be, both offensively and defensively. And I think he's going to continue to be that for years to come. So I really think he needs some sort of nod. Um, the easy answer here would be Andre. Um, I think the fact that he's come and gone and things like that make it less viable. Um, I, I would like to see Looney. I love that. Uh, Dude, Wes. I love Kevon Looney. You gotta be crazy. The guy averages four points a game for his career, and I'm not. But he's all liked. Stats, but come but on. he's liked. You shut up. He's the most liked in the locker room. You know <laughs> no, they, nothing. He, he will probably end up being the starting center on two championship teams. <laughs> I mean, that isn't he already? Oh, he, I guess he didn't start the last. I'm. Wait, yeah, two championship I mean, teams. So well, I guess assuming he they're going to win another started, championship. I guess he technically started in 2018, didn't he? Yeah, but, is that your uh, weird way of predicting that the Warriors are going to win another championship? Yes, let's go. Yes, I, yes. I love it. That was not, the most sideways way to get to a Warriors championship <laughs> prediction I've ever heard. Congratulations. Connor. I genuinely enjoyed it. I think Will Perdue is the starting center on two championship teams, and his team, his, his picture is not uh, on the side of any stadiums, unfortunately enough. Wes, if it was up to you, if they're going to memorialize your presence somewhere, would you prefer to be a statue or a picture of you on the side? Yeah, what Connor was explaining sounded like a weird science project. Like I liked it. I liked it. I think I'd prefer the picture, dude. Because I mean, give me a statue, statues, dude. Statues People never like come out. Statues though. are legendary. Are you kidding me? But you look kind of weird. It never really matches one to one. If it's like an action shot of you, you know, it could be pretty solid. What would you be doing in your statue, Wes? 
I have no idea what I would be. I don't do anything well, so I don't know. It would be being on this podcast, I guess. It's like just like a microphone, just a microphone, fire it off. Talking to Bram uh, on a on a Zoom call, guessing I, that Connor's eating Cliff bars. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fairly hard to communicate to the audience exactly what you're doing. There'd have to be like a it little paragraph underneath, yeah. But uh, get back to the actual question. So yeah. if it's not Loon, it's not Steph, it's not Clay, it's not Draymond. Will anybody get a statue? Mac McClung. <laughs> First time as an agent or what? Yeah, just negotiating a killer deal for Andre Iguodala when Andre is like 50 years old or something. I don't know. Um, no, I think it'll be those three. I mean, does Steve Kerr count? Sure. Okay, Steve Kerr. I, he probably I, doesn't because they just – you don't really see coaches getting statues, but to me, he's probably more likely than Andre Iguodala or Kevon Looney. If you had – if I could do something like bet all of the money I had – on a name that would not have been brought up twice during this podcast, I would have bet Matt McClung and I never would have thought twice about it. So you've already mm -hmm. destroyed that prediction for if me. I really wanted to do like the really like hot take and come in strong here and win over like every listener of this podcast right now, it would, I would say something like Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah, Kaminga. Yeah. Right. But he's 19. I'm not doing that. So. No, I'm that too. So that's what my response would be. I don't think so. I think it's Steph Clay and Dre. I think all three do get statues. I don't think on this roster there's going to be another one. I think the Warriors hope it's Kaminga or Wiseman. I hope they, I think they think that there's someone whose future is bright enough to justify it. I'm not sure it'll go down. The other name we at least have to throw out there is Wiggins. You know, if he anchors another two title teams, you know, if, if, if Connor's prediction for next year and then we get another title out there happens, I think you've got to consider it pretty strongly. But as of right now, yeah, probably not, unfortunately enough. Uh, here's our most straightforward basketball question. And then I've got our last one, and it's the one I'm looking forward to the most. But here's the straight basketball forward one. If you had to bet something significant to you, a rent payment, a Warriors, or a yeah, mortgage payment, a Warrior season ticket payment, something like that, who would you bet is going to be in the Western and Eastern Conference Finals? So you take this one first, Connor. I, I honestly don't know. Um, why don't you go first on this one? Wow, that's you're not in charge of this podcast. That's not how this works, but. Um, <laughs> I actually did bet on the Warriors last year and I got money from that. So um, do they repeat? I don't know. I really, I'm really high on uh, Denver and the Clippers this year, which is weird um, because I've never been a believer in the Clippers because, because I'm not really a Kawhi guy. I just don't think he's like a leader kind of person. I think he's an awesome player when he's healthy. Um, are they good enough to get to the East, uh, the Western conference finals over Golden State? I'll go. For fun, I'll say Golden State, and oh, I really don't want to pick against the Clippers for some reason. But I'm, I'm ha this is not an official prediction, but I'm going Golden State and Denver, just in the spirit of the question, and just trying to have some fun here. I'll go Golden State and Denver. I think Denver's going to get enough of their guys back. I actually really like their offseason moves. I think uh, getting Bruce Brown was like a huge thing for them. And then in the East, I will go Milwaukee and uh, I'm going to go Milwaukee and Philly. Michael Milwaukee and Philly. In the Connor, can we agree that if somebody says something on a podcast is being recorded, it is by definition an official prediction? I mean, I feel like he just officially predicted that. I mean, is is he allowed to hedge in that way? Yeah, uh, I'm. I, I wrote it down in stone. Actually, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, I was over here carving. I just needed to find my my chisel. That's why I passed it off to him first. Um, I think you're lying, Connor. <laughs> I don't think that actually happened. 
No, I did. I, what you you don't have your video on. I'm actually watching Connor chisel the stone right there. So for the record, it, it you mentioned you mentioned Wes's bachelor party. I'm gonna be there in Miami this weekend. I will I will bring some form of proof that I had a chisel here in my <laughs> guest room in Ram, San Ramon, California. Did you California. mention the bachelor party? I preparing for. I did. No, it was it was up front. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It, it wasn't the part I wanted to trigger you guys with, you know, as I mentioned earlier, but it was a part of your uh, intro. So he's not wrong. Okay. Look who, look who the one, look who's actually listening now. Okay. I'm <laughs> the one who's listening. All right. Um, no, uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I'm honestly not that high on Denver. Um, and I'm, I mean, hate to sound like a homer here, but I'm pretty high on the Warriors. I, I think that they should be the favorites to win it all next season. Um, yes, you can make the argument that they they got worse in terms of pluses and minuses in terms of losing GP2 and gaining you know who they gained. But when I think you look at the bigger picture, I think they actually got better because every guy's going to get a year older. I think they're going to benefit from giving guys like Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga more minutes. So I got them. And then the other one out of the West is kind of it's kind of up in the air, but I'm going to go with the Clippers. I think with a healthy Kawhi that they're for real. Um, so the Warriors and the Clippers and now the East You're probably Connor, can I just you're probably right. <laughs> it probably will be Golden State and Clippers. That's why mine was an unofficial prediction. That's why I'm I went with the Nuggets. No, yours unofficial. has been etched into his cliff bar, dude. It's etched. The Nuggets just there. don't have any depth. Uh well, that's not true. Know? They don't have any depth. That's not true. They don't have enough depth, I should say. Um and then I don't know. Their their offseason was interesting, but um I would look at out of the east philly and milwaukee i'll keep mine fast since all we're making is unofficial predictions i didn't know yes. that I, I wouldn't have spent all this time on it i guess we'll, we'll get official predictions down the line golden state v phoenix um i think we've all forgotten about phoenix because of how shitty their season ended last year but i think they use that as motivation get to the western conference finals and then that's when chris paul will get hurt again and they fall to the wayside and then milwaukee and boston on the other side i'm surprised neither of you boys jumped on the celtics bandwagon but with that in tow let's jump to our last one dude so i'm fired up for this one so here's the actual question quote years ago you told the story about Danielle Marshall. Can you share that again? So the answer is yes, but I want to turn this into its own question. So boys, let me give you a story and then let me springboard from that story uh, onto a few questions for you. So Danielle Marshall, have I told either of you guys this story before? Have you heard me talk about Danielle? I don't think I've heard this. All right. Well, back in the day, right, everybody knows the Warriors got Chris Webber. Um, you know, they traded up for him. They know that we had one you know, phenomenal season that was ill-fated. And then Chris demanded his way out. And so Chris Weber gets traded first for Tom Gugliotta. Tom Gugliotta comes in here. It doesn't really work out. Tom Gugliotta gets traded out for Danielle Marshall. And so Danielle played in Golden State for a few seasons and he was fine. He was a serviceable player, but what he wasn't was Chris Weber. And so fans here had this bent up or pent up animosity for Danielle, not because of anything he did, just because of the things he didn't. He wasn't fucking Chris Weber. And so this story happens, I want to say 96, maybe 97, sometime mid 90s when Danielle was still here. I'm living in Oakland and I go to this kind of high end grocery store called the Village Market. So I'm down there and I'm waiting in line. And the person in front of me is Danielle Marshall. And there's a guy behind me who also recognizes Danielle and starts screaming 
to him, starts shithousing him. So I'm basically now in the middle of an awkward sandwich. Danielle's in front of me. The guy behind me is taking shots at him. And at the end of it, this guy screams out, hey, Danielle, are you here to buy a heart? And you just watch Marshall's shoulders slump. You know, oh. he doesn't turn around. He doesn't say anything. I felt terrible for him. I wanted to, like, give him a hug. And I always kind of felt that those slumped shoulders were kind of an indication of why he didn't make a giant difference. You know, there are different types of people in the world. People who would hear that turn around and confront whoever it was who gave him big shit or people who heard that had their shoulders slump over and just wanted to get the hell out of the room. Right. And that was Danielle. So there's our story. Here's my question for you guys. I'm going to give you names of current basketball players. I want <laughs> you to tell me what do you think happens if they were in the village market and somebody asked them if they were there to buy a heart. All right. So let me start with who I think is going to be an is easy. This, is this game called Slump or Slap? Boom. I love it. Yes, it is. Nicely played, Wes. So Slump or Slap, Draymond Green. Draymond is in the front. Somebody screams out, are you here to buy a heart? What does yeah. he do, boys? Turn around, slap. slump or slap? Slap. Slap, for sure. Slap. No question. All right. Maybe a middle finger, but. <laughs> and, slap and with the middle finger. Here's our next one. James Wiseman. This happens with James. Hey, James, you're here to buy a heart? What happens? Slump. Wes? Slump. Yeah. 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 He, uh, he would be, it would Big kill slump. him inside and he wouldn't say anything. That, that breaks my heart. I think you guys are yeah, right. It's sad. Yeah. I really hope you're wrong. I really hope you're wrong, but I think you're right. All right, here's our next. Bram Hillsman. What do I do? <laughs> Brawl. It's in Oakland, you said? Uh, in Oakland. You might know the guy. You might slap him. <laughs> if it's a stranger, I think you slump, but inside you really want to slap. So if if I had the ability to somehow turn around, if I could see who it was, you know, and I wasn't intimidated by that person at all, I'm probably not turning around and slapping them, but I at least turn around and make like a big deal about it. You know, so like everybody sees, oh, he didn't just like bitch out and leave. If I can't see them, if I'm not sure, I'm not taking the chance, I'm not taking the chance at all. If it has to be one of the two, it's probably just slumped. And then I hope I don't, I never have to tell anybody, you know, I hope no one is in there to tell anyone else and it never actually comes out as a podcast. Here's our next name. And one I'm not sure about Steph Curry. Oh, I can't even imagine. That would just literally like, never happen. Of course, I feel like he would. I feel like he would yeah. just laugh. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, a great he wouldn't answer. slump. There, Steph would not slump. That's like out of it. But he, but he, he wouldn't slap anybody. I know that I kind of reframed it by calling it this. Like this. No, sort of you, you guys are thing, right. But yeah, I mean, but the, he would. He would. He, there would be a. There would be an interaction with the person who did it. Uh, right. But Steph would handle it very politically. I think. Well, and, and what slumping or slapping both presupposes is that you get defensive about it, right? right? We're just talking about like how you deal with it once you became defensive. I don't think Steph would. No, I don't think he'd give secure. a shit. You know, I think it, and he'd be so secure that by the end of the conversation, the guy would be asking for their you know, autograph and they'd move on and nothing would come with it. All right, here's our next. Connor Letourneau. Wes, why don't you start us off? <laughs> um, Depends if he's all like, like amped up off a cliff bar or not. Uh, I'll go slap. I'll go slap with Connor. 
I'll say slap and then immediately regrets it. Yeah. That like your like your first in, in, in like first inference is like, no, fuck that. And you know, you turn around and start it and then immediately are in your head about it. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. This was not the most mature way to handle it. You feel bad after you leave. So, so sorry, mom. Yeah. Slap with uh with regrets. What's the answer, Connor? Um, that's not a horrible guess. I mean, I I, I there are definitely times where, you know, I'll raise my voice at someone and immediately just feel horrible i mean wes has been on the other side of this where i'll like get get upset with him and then immediately apologize the rest of the night uh, <laughs> so i could see that happening uh jonathan kaminga keep the mic connor um jonathan kaminga would shrug he doesn't care like neither like he doesn't feel defensive about it it's just he just moves on the way the staff did um I, I just, yeah, he, he just wouldn't care. He, like, literally wouldn't care. He would just shrug and move on, yeah. Wes, take a new player, Clay Thompson. <laughs> yeah, I would go the same thing. Like, Clay would, Clay, if he even, like, noticed, that's the thing with Clay Thompson. He, like, <laughs> he's like, he's like they're not talking to me. Like, whatever. He's, like, he's too busy thinking he's about busy, how he's going to negotiate. He's ordering his sandwich at the, the deli counter, whatever he's doing at this place. Like, uh, yeah, he wouldn't even notice. Like Here's he wouldn't our- even go through Clay's head that somebody would be questioning that. So he's like, of course they're not talking to me. <laughs> Here's our last name, Connor. I'm sure you can guess. You're up first, Wes Goldberg. Um, Wes would would shrug. I guess I, I I've never seen him being confrontational in any way, really. So I would I would say with shrug. I feel like you're like me, Wes. I think you'd try to gauge it. You, you'd you feel embarrassed. You wouldn't want to shrug, even though that would be your first impulse. So you try to get as much information as you could to see, could I pull this off? You know, can I act like a tough guy without getting busted out? And if if you couldn't get the information or you thought that you might lose the fight, that's when you are shrimping, you're, you're uh, slumping the shoulders and getting the fuck out of there. Yeah, I've, I think I've told this to you on the show before. I've definitely told it to you personally, but I've never been in a fight in my entire life. So I probably wouldn't pick that moment to start, but, uh, usually when, but it wouldn't be the first time that I've been almost in a fight. And usually in those instances, I make a sarcastic comment and try to deflate the situation that way, or at least make the other guy feel like stupid. And so that would probably be my, my way of going. The only problem with that is like, I have done that to people who could probably kick my ass and they haven't. And so maybe one day that will catch up with me. Uh, so I probably wouldn't even gauge the situation. I'd probably just make the sarcastic <laughs> comment, even if it was like the rock behind me or somebody that looked like it. Um, and so, and then we'd, I guess, see what happened. Boys, <laughs> so. I, uh, I appreciate everything you guys bring to this. I've been looking forward to these questions being answered. I don't know for months, legitimately for months. I've, I get these and put them off into my Wes and Connor folder. And it was, uh, it was worth the wait today. Uh, so for people who need far more, let's start with Wes Goldberg in their life. Wes, where do they go? I actually like the idea of you having a Wes and Connor folder on your desktop. Oh, I do. When, so I go back to the question you asked me before, how do I want to be like memorialized? And it's just, in a folder on your that desktop. folder. Just I got you. Just yeah. The name of a folder. Just, but can I get my own? Can I get like a West? No, sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's going to be a giant picture of a folder that says Connor and West. I'm not even gonna let you go first, even though that was really nice of you to say. Um, I guess find me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, 
at WC Goldberg. Uh, Locked on NBA podcast every Friday morning, except not this Friday because I'll be celebrating the bachelor party. Um, and then the Locked on Heat podcast and many more places to come. Follow along. Boom. Exciting. Hell of a tease. Connor, for people who need way more Letourneau in their lives, where should they turn? Follow me at Twitter at con underscore cron. Uh, read all my stuff at sfchronicle.com. Been doing a bunch of non-warrior stuff, but I got a couple of non-warriors things coming down the pipe that I'm excited about. So be on the lookout. And real quick, before we hop off on a more somber note, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my late sports editor, Al Sarasovic, who um, very, very tragically passed away over the weekend at age 52, far too young. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, this is my first public appearance since hearing that news. And so I just wanted to give him a shout out because he hired me to the Chronicle uh, when I was a raw 24 year old and had no idea what I was doing and then promoted me a year later to the Warriors when I was a raw 25 year old, had no idea what he was doing. So no one else would have done that. He did it and I owe him a lot. So I just, uh, he's been in my thoughts. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, we've had a lot of beat writers come through this show. All of them bring a little something different, but the one consistent thread they have all brought was a hell of a lot of respect for Al. So I'm, I'm glad that you say that um, our thoughts and prayers to his family and may you rest in peace uh, for us. If you want to reach out to us, get us a question, let us know. We did a good job, bad job, any job. You can throw that to our email. That's huddle at warriorshuddle.com. And our only presence on social media is Twitter. That one's at warriors huddle with that in mind, go warriors. Hopefully see you next week. Good, good. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.